Welcome to the Lorraine Murphy Show. I'm a mentor, four times author, leader of my Bold Darling Mastermind for female entrepreneurs, retreat host, and I've gotten to host this podcast for five years. As with all of my work, this show is to serve female entrepreneurs who want to optimize their energy and their mindsets in order to build the businesses and lives of their dreams. I've walked this entrepreneurial path for 11 years now, and I can tell you that there is a way to have a business you love and still have the space and time for all the other parts of your life that make you, you. Whether your number one priority right now is to scale your business, upgrade your finances, rediscover yourself, find more energy, get more organized, reconnect with yourself, or build a life and or business that's more aligned for you, or all of the above, I am here as your guide on the show to help you make it a reality. Listen in on my dulcet Irish tones as I share tales from the front line of my business and mentoring, behind the scenes insights on how I'm approaching life and business, and speak with brilliant expert guests. Search The Lorraine Murphy Show wherever you get your podcasts. A new episode drops every Friday. Subscribe to make sure you always catch the freshest episodes. Let's dive in to this week's show. Hello and welcome back to a whole new season of The Lorraine Murphy Show. We are back after an entire one week break. (laughs) So good to be back with a whole fresh season 18, which is just nuts for your ears for the next few months. So I'm actually coming to you, I was going to say live, but live-ish from Bondi. So if you get my weekly emails on a Monday, you will know that I booked myself a little content retreat down in Bondi. So I had Tuesday down here with some of my Magnificence Program mentees. And then I stayed on for three nights. So the whole idea is that I'm batching my content like an absolute mofo. So I spent yesterday working on my weekly emails. So I've batched six weeks of them, then got ready for Bold Darling, have the whole month of March ready for Bold Darling. And then today is podcasting day. So it's feeling really good. It's bringing up all the creative resistance because even though there are no distractions here, like laundry and kids and all the things, it's almost like this natural procrastination muscle where you go and try and uh, I go and create things to try and distract me so it's constantly bringing myself back to okay focus 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 but it's felt really really fulfilling and it's a really exciting time in the business so there's lots coming up to start getting excited about so first of all my Bali retreat is happening the last week of May and we are down to just six spots there's only a couple of private rooms left so if you've been kind of sitting there going will I won't I will I won't I I would strongly consider that you jump in and get yourself booked and there's a few women who are in dms and whatsapps and emails with me so yeah strongly suggest that you get in there because it will definitely sell out at this point which is super exciting and would hate for you to miss out on that the other thing that's happening in may is i'm going to take my bold brilliance strategy retreat up to brisbane so all you queenslanders stay tuned i'll be announcing a date for that very very soon And I'm also opening doors to Bold Darling this month. Now we're talking about March, obviously. So that's super exciting. So I'll be running the Bold Breakthrough again, which is the training that I hosted at the end, towards the end of last year. 
and really excited to welcome in some more new Bold Darling members and really cool. We've actually introduced, we introduced it to existing members first uh, back in December. We created a new VIP level within Bold Darling, which is just going so well. And so the current members have first dibs on VIP spots and then whatever is left, I'll be opening doors for that as well in March. So yeah, there'll be two options, two, two journeys that you can choose to go on in Bell Darling from the 1st of April, which is super cool and super exciting. So today's episode, I want to focus on, so when I arrived here in Bondi and I knew I was planning out lots and lots of content for the next six to eight weeks, I did a shout out with a few questions on my Insta stories and ask, you know, what's your biggest challenge right now in life or business? What's your biggest block right now? Really trying to tap into how I can support my community right now, given their particular challenges. And the area that came back time and time and time and time and time again was the challenge of time, just not having enough time to do all of the things that my community want to do. So I wanted to start this season with that one in mind, because it really does feel it's a quite a universal problem for high achieving females, as I know you are, if you're listening to this show. And it's a really big block, you know, regardless of whether you are a parent or not a parent, whether you are a professional or a business owner, you're taking a career break right now. As I said, it's a universal challenge. And as I said, in this shout out, it came back time and time again. So What I wanted to do, I was trying to think, how do I approach this episode and this conversation? Because it's obviously a huge one. I wrote an entire book called Get Remarkably Organized, which a lot of that obviously does focus on time management and productivity. So I thought what would be quite cool to do, and I haven't done this for an episode before, is to almost treat this episode as an opportunity for you, beautiful listener, to do a self-audit on yourself. So what I'm going to do as part of this episode is ask you five questions. I'm going to invite yourself, invite you to pose five questions to yourself. And what I would love for you to do is each time I pose one of these questions, that for that specific question, you give yourself a score out of 10. And then what we'll do then at the end, because there are five questions, you can tot those up and multiply it by two. And that will give you a, a kind of a percentage score for yourself and remember this isn't about passing or failing or anything like that it's just enabling you to shine a light on maybe where the blocks are coming in for you in terms of time so if you do have the notes app on your phone if you're out walking or if you are at home and you can grab a pen and paper just to jot down your responses I think it would be really really helpful and hopefully very illuminating as well all right so let's dive into your time self-diagnosis Now, these five questions are based on what I see being the five biggest contributors to time blocks. When I'm working with a mentee one-on-one and they are saying, for example, I'm feeling really stressed. I don't seem to have the time to move my business or life forward. What can I be doing? These are the questions I would ask them. So let's jump straight in. So the first question that I would ask you is, is your language shit when it comes to time? So is your language shit when it comes to time? And what I mean by this is how often do you find yourself saying, I'm always rushing, we're always late, there is never enough time, the day just flies by, I never have enough time to do what I want to do. You get the drift, yeah? You catch the drift. So how positive and supportive is your language when it comes to referring to time? So when I shared those different phrases, are they phrases that are quite common for you or not? So just give yourself a score out of 10 for the standard, the quality of language 
that you generally on a standard average day will use when it comes to time. And the reason this is so powerful is that words have power, yeah? And the the words that we use becomes the reality that we are creating externally. So if we say, for example, we are always late, what happens? We're always late. If we say that day's too short, I never have enough time to get what I want to get done done, that's exactly the reality that we're going to create. And what I would love to draw your attention to as part of this question discussing it is we're quite familiar now with the idea of scarcity complex when it comes to money. So you're saying we're broke or we're poor, there's never enough money and everything's too expensive where we can't afford anything we want. That's scarcity complex when it comes to money. But what is a lot less discussed is the whole idea of scarcity complex when it comes to time. Feeling constantly time poor in a way that someone who's got scarcity mindset around money would think that they are poor around money. So be very, very mindful of the language that you are using around time. And there's a workshop that I run, which is Get Remarkably Organized, which is based on the content of my second book. And the very first step, whether I'm running that for a team of lawyers or for one of the groups within my community, uh, the first question that I ask within that is check your language, like check how you are talking about time and how you're referring to time. Because if you are using a lot of very scarcity complex-ish words, then that's exactly the scarcity complex that you are going to create and is going to be your lived reality day to day. So that's the first question is to ask yourself, what is the standard of language that you're using when it comes to time? And, you know, we're aiming towards having like a scorecard at the end of this episode because this is a self-diagnosis tool. However, what I really want to do is draw attention to this, like start to cultivate this self-awareness Some of the points that I share in this episode maybe might not have occurred to you before. So using this as an opportunity not to self-flagellate yourself and mark yourself down in your scorecard from this episode, but instead to use it as an opportunity to create that awareness for yourself around the, the behaviors and the patterns that you could be running. So the second question that I want you to ask yourself is it's really simple, but it's one that so many women miss is, are you actually just trying to do too much? So if you think about the to-do list that you're currently operating with, and maybe you didn't even have time to do a to-do list because that's how reactive you are being right now, that the to-do list went out the window a few weeks ago, which is definitely something someone who um, responded to my call out an Insta story said, she's like, I'm done. I haven't done a to-do list for weeks. So for you, if you think about your to-do list, whether that's something that's written written down on a notebook somewhere or on a computer, or it's just those thoughts that are ricocheting around your head, in which case, please do write a to-do list, my dear. How much are you actually trying to get done? And is it possible to get that amount done? I had a session with one of my Bold Darling members recently, and she was talking me through her day. And she was saying she's got three kids who are at a very high standard in sport, each of their individual sports. She runs a family business. She's got very high standards when it comes to like her food and her health and getting to the gym and eating really good food and so on. And when she was stepping me through her week, she kind of got to the end of it and looked at me as if to say, okay, what should I fix? Like, what's the problem? And I just looked at her and went, holy fuck, lady, you are doing way too much. And I said to her, I think I am quite an organized, productive, time-efficient person. And I said, I would not deal with the schedule that you are trying to run. 
I said to her, it's the time management equivalent of trying to climb Everest every bloody day. (laughs) It was pretty funny. I could see her having like two conflicting emotions. Like one was relief of, oh my gosh, thank God it's not just me. I'm not going crazy. Like Lorraine would find this tricky too. Oh, not tricky, but absolutely impossible. But the other emotion I could see her running was like, oh, seriously, I thought you were just going to tell me one thing and I'd fix it all up. So really ask yourself, my dear, if time is a struggle for you on the daily, ask yourself, are you genuinely trying to do too much? Ask yourself, is it possible to bite off what you are trying to chew each day, each week, each month, each year? Or are you trying to defy the laws of physics by trying to squeeze all of this stuff into every single day? And we don't need to have any answers right now. As I said, this is very much within this episode, an awareness building practice or opportunity. So we don't need to have the answers right now. But if you can at least get to a point where you can see if it's true for you and it's your true experience that you are trying to get too much done day to day, well, at least we can work from that. Yeah, we cannot do anything about something if we don't understand what the problem is. So hence the self-diagnosis as part of this episode. So think about that out of 10, are you trying to do too much? The third question that I have for you is, do you have, whether it's enough or it's reliable or any support to enable you to get what you want to get done each week? So whether that is, and I need to be really, really clear on this. I'm not just talking about career and business. I'm also talking about at home. The amount of overwhelmed women who tell me that they are struggling to get what they need to get done in their business with navigating the the business and family blend, as I like to call it, and yet they don't have a cleaner just blows my mind. And I know, of course, having a cleaner is an investment, but I think that goes back again to that scarcity mindset where we, scarcity complex when it comes to, to time, that we think that we are, it's such a false economy of not spending X amount to have someone else come and clean your home so that you literally buy back hours of your own time each week. So I love this billboard I saw. I talk about this so much when I, and apologies if you've heard me share this again, but I just think it's such a powerful quote. When I was landing in Melbourne for a business trip many, many, many years ago, there was a billboard at the airport as I was exiting on the sky bus heading towards uh, Melbourne CBD. And there was a billboard from one of the big four banks and it said behind every success story is a support story. And potentially for you, one of the reasons that you are not getting ahead and getting things done to the level that you would like to is that you don't actually have, whether as I said, it's any sufficient or enough or reliable enough support in place for you. And as I said, this is in your professional life and also in your personal life as well. And when I talk about the support, like if I think about from a home perspective, I'm talking about cleaning. I'm talking about, do you have adequate childcare? I know for, there's a particular woman in my Bold Darling group who had her little boy in care two days a week. Her business was taking off and she was frantically trying to get the extra work done in and around the days that she had him, the three days that she had him at home with her. And from the start of this year, he has gone up to three days a week in daycare. And it means that she can just get so much more work done. She can actually get most of her week of work done in three days. And then the other little bits and pieces she can finish up while he's napping on the two days that he is at home with her. So she's not having that 
absolutely awful feeling and if you're a working parent you will know it where you've got your child at home and you just need to get this one thing done but they need you for something I mean oh that just stresses me out so much because I feel like I'm not doing a good enough job at the task for my business and I'm not being present enough for the kids so think about what kind of support would really free you up I've been working with a few of my mentees and I've also been on this journey myself this year around handing over more of the domestic duties. And I think this is an interesting one because I think there's a lot of guilt attached with doing this for women. We feel like we should be doing it all. And how I prefer to see it is that our time is best spent doing the things that our kids are really going to notice and feel us doing. So it's not world ending if mom or dad doesn't make the dinner, but it is so much more impactful on a child if they don't feel like they've had even 10 minutes of undivided attention from a parent during the day for example clearly not a parenting expert however I really do believe that so I would much rather pay our nanny to make a massive vat of bolognese on a Friday afternoon which means that when I get home on Friday evening dinner is sorted and it also takes the pressure off a couple of different points over the weekend, whether it's for lunches or dinners, because I know that there's a really big meal there. It enables me to be more present with the kids and to go out and actually do family fun on a Sunday rather than being at home prepping food. So just as a small example there, I think it's a very overlooked area, building in enough support for ourselves in the home. And then, of course, there's the professional support as well. And what I really want to say to you, particularly when it comes to professional support, that It is so much more accessible now to bring help into your business and also to scale that help gradually. So I love, for example, bringing someone in on maybe five hours a week in to support me within my business and then being clear that that could grow to 10 to 15 hours as the business grows and I need more of that person's time. So bringing someone in, I know there's Bold Darling members who've got VAs or content creators who will do maybe even it's only two to five hours a week, but that's two to five hours a week that they are buying back of their own time because they're not working on that particular task. So think about, do you have enough support? Give yourself a score out of 10 for how much support you have at home and also in the business right now, maybe do five and five and jot down your total for that one really, really key. And as I said, often overlook the the home side of that support. The fourth question I want you to ask yourself is, how well are you structuring your week, week to week? Are you structuring it in an effective way? And what I mean by that is, I talk about this so much in my Get Remarkably Organized book, which by the way, obviously would love for you to read it. It is also an audio book. And just a few months ago, Spotify has brought in this incredible new benefit. So I'm a Spotify premium member, which means that I get access to thousands and thousands of audio books within Spotify for free as part of my membership. And both my books are in there. So Get Remarkably Organized is in there. And so is my fourth book, Step Into You as well. So coming back to structuring your week, so some hallmarks that you are structuring your week effectively are planning your week in advance. So actually sitting down and giving yourself that helicopter view on your week. So many women and men operate their week incredibly reactively where they're just reacting to whatever it is that gets presented to them at any one time, whether that is traffic or email 
bursting email inbox or an urgent deadline to get ready for a meeting tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. So just really pitching through life in full reactive mode. And a great way to get off that reactive hamster wheel is to sit down and take the time to plan your week out in advance. So this is something that I do on a Friday afternoon. Wade and I used to do it on a Sunday evening and now we do it on a Friday afternoon. And it's just so good going into the weekend and knowing that the week is sorted. It's absolute game changer. So planning the week in advance, going through your calendar day by day, booking in exercise, switching around meetings if you need to, putting in some time with your partner, some romance time, putting in some one-on-one time with your kids, putting in time to catch up with friends, putting in the key beauty appointments that you need to <laughs> operate at your, your preferred level of grooming week to week. So planning your week in advance is a brilliant way to structure, give yourself the headspace to structure your week. As I said, to start clicking into that proactive mode week to week. The second thing that I find makes a huge difference when it comes to structuring your week is to have as much as possible, a bit of a template for what that looks like. So I'm going to do a whole other episode at some point in the season, hopefully, on how I plan my own week and how I manage my week day to day, both in business and also personally. But for example, on Mondays, I don't do any meetings. So I call that my Monday Momentum Day. Tuesday is a mentoring day. Wednesday, I'm with Wilder. Thursday's a mentoring day. Friday can very rarely, I'll do a little bit of mentoring on a Friday morning. And the rest of the day is time for me to wrap up loose ends and also have some rest time, which I'll talk about shortly in this episode as well. So having some kind of a rough template, if you do have kids and you and your partner split pickups and drop-offs, if your kids are school age or daycare age. So having a rough idea of, okay, well, I generally, so So with Wade and I, for example, I will generally do drop-off on a Monday, he'll do pick-up, and then Tuesday he will do drop-off and I'll do pick-up. Just for example, having a template like that, also templating on Monday evenings, I have an infrared sauna date with my friend Leela, just trying to get myself and Stace's weekly walk locked in one morning of the week, and that's just our our morning to work walk, and that's it. So having some kind of a template just means you don't have to reinvent the wheel, every single week and then the idea of course then is each week you're getting closer and closer to achieving that optimal balance and that flow for yourself and for for everyone in the household if you live with others the other thing to think about as well is there enough of a balance in your week of getting shit done and also thinking and planning and strategy time so that's why my mondays are so special to me because i call it my monday momentum time it's my time to actually think about my own business and get the things done that are on my quarterly plan because the rest of the week is quite full like Tuesday Thursday is quite full with my mentees and also it's quite reactive in terms of what they need from me in each individual session is quite reactive so if I don't get my Monday momentum tasks done I've got that almost like that overhang all week of going what am I going to get that thing done so protecting that time on a Monday is really really important to me so think about with your week do you have enough thinking time and you're planning and strategizing time and do you have enough get shit done time I talk in get remarkably organized between the difference between being on maker schedule versus manager schedule so maker schedules when you're in that deep work so right now for example recording this podcast episode for you I am in maker schedule I'm in creative production mode whereas in manager schedule it's more about 
being with the peeps. So maybe that for me is team meetings. It's obviously mentoring. It's hosting my bowl darling tutorials. So that's my maker time. So just trying to then as much as possible keep those times compartmentalized. So Monday for me is maker time. Friday for me is maker time. And Tuesday and Thursday are very much manager time. So it's, I reckon for me, it's split, what would it be? 60% manager, 40% maker, I would say for me in a week. And I'm not saying that's the best practice or something you should be aiming towards. But for me, if I operate within that rough ratio, I get what I need to get done, done. And it feels good. You know, that's really, really key as well. The other thing to think about as well around structuring your week effectively, is there a clear focus for each day? So I talk a lot in get remarkably organized and I think also a couple of my other books around I talk about MITs so your most important tasks so as I mentioned that poor lady had waved the white flag she's not even trying to do lists anymore because they were sending her so crazy and she wasn't getting to them so identifying those three MITs those three most important tasks each day is really really key because that gets you into proactive mode Pretty much everything I'm talking about as part of this element of this episode is about getting you into proactive mode and helping you stay in proactive mode as much as possible. So some thoughts there for you around structuring your week. So again, give yourself a score out of 10. So for how well you are structuring your week. So if it's a, this is amazing, I'm ticking everything Lorraine's saying, I feel like my weeks are running really well, give yourself a 10, my dear. And if you are just thinking, oh my God, I'm not doing any of this stuff, this is not good, give yourself a two out of 10, yeah? And remember, this is not about self-flagellating yourself, it's just about cultivating that awareness and being able to see where the problems are. So we go to a doctor because we've got a specific symptom and the doctor ideally can get to the bottom of it and tell us what the problem is. So this is exactly what we're doing here. It's a self-diagnosis tool, as I said. Now, the last question I want you to ask yourself, and this may sound counterintuitive for you, but my question is, are you rested enough? So again, if you are not rested at all and you feel like you're on the brink of burnout, give yourself like a zero to to two. But if you're like, yeah, my tank's pretty full, give yourself a nine, eight, nine, ten. So when we are not rested, it is so hard, if not completely impossible, to be energized and proactive and efficient and motivated because we're just fucking tired. Like we're just tired. And our, I'm sure you've read the stats, particularly around Australia, because there's so much awareness around driving while tired. So when we are tired, it's the equivalent of actually having had some alcohol. And obviously if we're very tired, it's equivalent to having a lot of alcohol. I have one friend who was so sleep deprived with her children that she wouldn't let herself drive anymore. She actually said, I have to stop driving until the sleep situation sorted out because she felt like she was a liability on the road. She was so tired. Poor woman. She is sleeping now. Thank God. So think about how rested you are. And it's why I love my retreats so much because women are tired and we are not very good generally at giving ourselves the time and the space and most important of all the permission to rest and I just yeah I love this when I went to Bali in October and hosted my retreat over there and the women in the whatsapp group and some of them are my bald island groups and others I've been catching up with since and they were saying kind of coming around to December time last year I feel great I don't feel tired. All my friends are saying how exhausted they are and how they're limping to the finish line. And I feel amazing. So it's because they had that five night, six day, deep, deep rest. 
And as women, I think we are pretty, pretty average, most of us at prioritizing that time to fill our tanks. And I talk about that a lot around, we wouldn't expect our car to run on zero fuel, you know, whether that's petrol or diesel or electricity. And why do we expect that of ourselves? You know, why do we expect ourselves to go, 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 and not have any fuel put into us? So especially if you have kids, weekends can, I think like historically speaking, weekends were our time to rest. We, most of us go pretty hard Monday to Friday and the weekend was the time to rest. But I know for many of you in this community, your weekends are very social. Maybe there's birthday parties or kids sport or whatever might be going on. Like it feels quite, your weekends feel quite busy and quite overscheduled. And then if you do have kids, then it's a whole other world. I know. <laughs> I feel up until like six months ago, I was still like, oh, it's Friday afternoon. It's time to rest. Yay. I'll just chill for the weekend. And you go, oh yeah, I've got two small kids. <laughs> Not quite as available as it used to be, Lorraine, but it took me a few years to catch up to, to get with the program. So really the responsibility is on us to build that rest time into the week if we are not going to get it at the weekend. And there's a couple of things that I've been doing with this in mind because I realize if I roll into Friday evening feeling tired and zapped of energy from my week, that deep reset does not come from being around our two small kids all weekend. Like elements of it, yes, particularly when we do family fun day and so on on Sundays, it's beautiful. But generally speaking, it's not exactly restorative looking after two two small kids all weekend. So a couple of things that I have been doing to try and go into the weekend in the first place feeling more rested is, first of all, I have the sauna. So one of my big goals this year was to have an infrared sauna every week. And so Leela's goal was the same, my friend. So rather than doing our Monday walk, which is what we used to do before we left for Spain, now we do our infrared sauna. So I'm taking getting to hang out with her and also ticking that sauna box as well. So that's something I do on a Monday. And that's a really nice recovery from the weekend as well, if that makes sense. And then the other thing that I do then is if I've got appointments like lashes or facial or nails or whatever it might be, I will try and book that appointment on a Friday afternoon. So maybe like one or two o'clock because it's a hard stop for me then. I've got to down tools and go and take that time to go and recharge, relax, just not be working, not be looking after family, not being looking, not looking after the house and having that kind of sip of recharge time on a Friday afternoon. So I found that as a way of like hacking my own operating system to be really good because we have our nanny until five on Fridays. She picks Lexi up from school at three o'clock and takes her and Wilder to the park. So I know that I could work right up until 5 p.m. if I chose to, but that's not how I want to head into the weekend. So having that hard stop with an appointment has been really, really good. So again, give yourself a score out of 10. How rested are you right now? 10 is a, yeah, I feel amazing. And zero is a, I'm about to fall over Lorraine. Please get me to Bali. Stop. <laughs> so there's five questions to ask yourself. Let me give you a quick recap as well, just in case. So the first question is, how good is your language when it comes to time? So 10 is, yeah, 10 out of 10. It's amazing, Lorraine, zero problems there. Zero is, I feel like I'm constantly talking about rushing. And then are you trying to do too much? So I guess how manageable is the workload of everything you're expecting of yourself, both career-wise and personally as well so if you're like 10 out of 10 yeah it's complete your list like I can manage this gold if it's more of a oh it's pretty tricky Lorraine most weeks are pretty challenging I would be giving myself like a four or five if I was you and then do you have enough 
support, you know, whether that's reliable enough support or actual having some support. So how supported are you right now? If it's a 10 out of 10, I mean, I feel mine is, mine I reckon is an eight or a nine out of 10, both business-wise and personally. It's feeling like that area is really solid at the moment, which feels really good. So give yourself a score out of 10 for that one. Question number four that I asked you was, are you structuring your week effectively? So 10 out of 10 is yes, Lorraine, nailing it. Zero is I'm doing nothing, nothing. I'm 100% in reactive mode the whole week. And then the last question then is how rested are you? So what I'd love for you to do is if if you've been playing along in the notes app on your phone or with your uh, notebook and pen, maybe you're like (laughs) cooking dinner and jotting down your, your scores as we go. Just top that up. So you're going to have five figures now. Top that up. You'll get a mark out of 50. And I want you to multiply that by two. So let's say you landed on 35 in total of your your five scores out of 10. And then just double that. So you're going to get 70%, for example. But as I said, it's not necessarily about that overall score. It's more about what you scored yourself for each of those questions, because that will actually guide you on where the pain points are. And what I would then invite you to do is whichever section of those five questions you feel you have scored the lowest, that's where you put your focus because the sooner you can address that area and start to move that spiral upwards to a more positive place, it will have a positive halo effect on all the other areas as well. So I really hope today's episode has been helpful and has hopefully planted the seed for definitely some self-awareness, but also some ideas for what you can do to turn, start to slowly consistently sustainably turn things around when it does come to time management as i said would love for you to check out my get remarkably organized book you can buy it in bookstores online and as i said it's on amazon so in audible book and then it's also on spotify if you're a premium member you've got it for free as well so lots coming up as i said over the next few weeks there's announcing the brisbane trip there's selling out the last few spots in bali and also bold darling doors are opening next week so lots of exciting things to talk to you about over the next few weeks i can't wait i'm glad i'm going into it feeling so energized and excited to do it all with you and i look forward to seeing you again in next week's episode well talking to you again in next week's episode i loved having you join me for this week's episode please do connect with me on instagram at lorraine murphy mentor and visit my website lorrainemurphy.com.au for tons of free resources and my reading list of all my favorite books it would mean the absolute world if you could subscribe and share episodes you love with those that you love thank you for listening Mm -hmm.